Hello, welcome back to the Comic Books Matter podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me today is a spectacular guest. She's the co-editor and podcast co-host of AP Marvel. It's Izzy Show. How are you doing, Izzy? I'm great, Jesse. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, great. I'm really happy to have you on. It's always fun when someone's like, hey, my friend wants to talk about something. I'm like, cool, because this is the best way for me to make more friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Chris uh, basically let me know that you wanted to talk about something on the show too. And, um, and he's uh, always led me to, or they've always led me to talk, uh, Marvel stuff all the time because uh, that's somehow we connected in a lot of ways. Um, so Izzy, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself first and tell the audience a bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've really, it was really funny, I guess, like my discovery towards Marvel because like I really sort of, I think I, I'd been sort of exploring it like as I was younger, um, like middle school, high school, but then in college, that's when I really started to get into things, like sort of looking more at issues, um, like, it, like looking more like issue, like comic book issues and like other series. But I, but like, even though like that sort of fell in later to me at life, I've always still been like under it at heart, um, getting into like, you know, getting into things like I had like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff, like, I used to be really into DC, funny enough, before mm-hmm. I just like, do- just like dove headfirst into Marvel. So that was kind of funny how, um, you know, things turned out for me. But yeah, that's like, but yeah, like now I'm, now I'm here still kicking. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it, it's fine. When you talk about being into DC first, was, uh, was DC like the first thing you were exposed to comic wise? Like what was the first DC property or anything like that? Oh God. I'm, Try, I'm trying to remember the first thing I can think of was um I played Injustice um mm-hmm. I didn't have like on like the mobile app which was like the very bare bones like the Injustice game um and so after getting into that I think I got more into like the Flash Harley Quinn um I got um I got and like yeah Flash Harley Quinn um on the Marvel side I was also into like X-Men mm-hmm. um it's like I watched, I think X-Men, I watched like X-Men First Class, which is like still one of my favorite movies to this day. And from there, I guess sort of unlocked everything else. But before then, um, I, but yeah, before then, like along the way, I just discovered, I discovered Runaways, um, sort of tying everything in together. Um, and yeah, it's like, yeah, I discovered Runaways. And when it, talking about, Harley and Flash and kind of moving from DC to Marvel it's always funny because you either go from DC to Marvel as you like kind of grow older in like your comic book history or you go from Marvel to DC I don't feel like anybody stays in one camp forever because I know when I first start like I, Batman was always been a thing in my life but when I first started heavily getting into comics it was a lot of Marvel stuff and now it's a lot of heavily DC stuff and the further I go it feels like it balances out between DC Marvel and independent books but um it's super fascinating that your first two characters are Harley and Flash, because it feels like those two characters would fit the best overall into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, definitely. And you see how Marvel has sort of, like, changed over the years to sort mm-hmm. of accommodate, like, that, like, the quippiness and, like, zing and sort of sarcastic wit from those characters. Like, you, like, you see in, like, all their Marvel movies, like, one of the big sort of I guess Chris is against Marvel's like how everything has to have like 
some sort of humor. Nothing can be like deathly serious, right? Yeah. Even in like their most serious moments, like they have to like, you know, temper with laughter somehow. And so I think those became like, oh, really? And I, I think if you're going from Harley and Flash to Marvel, um, it makes a lot of like natural sense. Yeah. Um, and so in some ways, DC also sort of like is trying to combat that with their own characters, right? So you see like, you see like they had like you see like throughout the ages they've had like a really great like young anime like young animation library like young justice um movie wise like i am a big fan of shazam so yeah, shazam's great i think it's one, oh, of, yeah. one of the more uh well put together movies even if it is a bit by the numbers it's still really well put together oh yeah definitely and like i think the yeah the writing adaptation was fantastic i can't rate that enough and I feel like I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, especially the way some things are presented. But I think Harley, uh, Harley's movie with the Birds of Prey, really captured that Marvel tone too, just like Shazam did. Yeah, definitely. It sucks that it wasn't as successful um, mm-hmm. in some aspects as it wanted to be, but it was it was still fun. Um, it redeemed Harley from Suicide Squad, and hopefully James Gunn builds on that a little bit more. Yeah, it seems like um, it should be fun. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it did its job. Yeah. So, yeah. so I know we want to talk about the Runaways today and uh, Miko in, protect, in particular, but um, you say you got into the X Men. Did the X Men lead to the Runaways, or did you find the Runaways some other way? I, like, the more that I think about it, I think it. I think they came sort of around like the same time in some ways. Um, I, I guess growing growing up, I moved like school. I grew up. I moved like schools, like from like elementary school to middle school, and I didn't have like the best adjustment, best adjustment there. Like, you know, classic like, mm-hmm. like I think that's sort of like the classic issues. Like, oh, I feel like I don't fit in. Like, I can't make any friends at school. Like, my life kind of sucks at like the age of like eleven, twelve, right? And so, mm-hmm. I saw like, I think the title is like popped out to me as like Runaways, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I want to feel like that's exactly what I want to be such like what I feel like like because that was like an I'm not gonna lie like running away was like something I had like thought of but never really did in the end but just going through the stories and like seeing like these kids who at the time were like my age like mm-hmm. Molly was like yeah like seeing them interact and really just like being kind of kids and also being teenagers and you know, me being like 12, 13, not understanding what everything meant, like, it felt, it weirdly felt accessible um, in some ways. And then when you have, I think, drew me to Runaways, um, you know, I think also in line with seeing X-Men, it's like, you know, it's a group of kids with powers, like X-Men mm-hmm. people with powers, like also, like, I think first class, yeah, they were all like teenagers. So I guess like the demographic, the demographic of like the superheroes in that team um, fit really well. And after getting more into Marvel, I sort of got more into like the other series. Like, run, I think I got more into the other series. Like, Runaways felt like that kind of thing where like, oh, this 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 is mine, right? Mm-hmm. I discovered it in my own weird way. I can always go back to it. And so, as my love for Marvel sort of grew. So did like my interest in you know reading Runaways comics and yeah. yeah. And, and for the Runaways, for people who don't know, I I personally I've always wanted to read the Runaways, and it has become an issue for me because trying to find old issues of things, especially things that become extremely popular out of nowhere. Like I feel like when the Runaways TV show came out, 
people were like, oh, we got to read their own arrays. So all those single issues became really hard to find, especially since they were already low print because no one was really reading them at the time. Mm-hmm. And their original Runaways is all done by Brian K. Vaughan, and I don't remember who the artist is on that one. Um, oh, like, I also don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but like, Brian K. Vaughan was hugely popular when the yeah. first Runaways came out, so those probably, all those back issues sold out too. Mm-hmm. And to get those original trades are very expensive because Marvel trades are for some reason extremely expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, even like, yeah. Even like trying to build, like, even like trying to like recap my, re- like, rebuild my own collection. Um, I guess a tip for, and we want to get into it, um, the first three like single volumes are actually pretty accessible to find because uh, I think the, I think the entirety of Runaway, the TV show Runaways adapts like the first three volumes. But it's the other later sort of omnibuses that get hard to find because, as you mentioned, like they were like super old print, nobody reads them, and like not as popular over the years. And so, I but yeah, but yeah, I will say that the first, if you're looking to start, like the first three issues, like very accessible, like pretty accessible comparatively, and like very, very yeah. recommend them. Yeah, so my knowledge is only like the first few episodes of the TV show, and then the first volume of the Rainbow. Uh, Oh no, I don't want to say Rainbow Roll. Rainbow Roll. Rainbow Roll, that's who it is, yeah. <laughs> um, trade. And so my knowledge of the runways, who they are, is a bit skewed because I have a little bit of the TV show, which adapts, and then I have the sequel series, which doesn't really give you context of who everybody is. Um, so would you mind explaining to everybody and to me kind of what exactly the premise of the runways is? Yeah, so the Runaways is about the six sort of teenagers, um, Alex Wilder, Nico Minoru, Carolina Dean, um, Chase Stein, um, Jared Yorks, um, and Molly Hayes. Um, there's these like, six kids whose um, their families essentially, like their, their families like, are part of like, this charity event every year, this charity group. And every year, like these people sort of, you know, get together, hang out. Um, just discuss their dealings and these six kids are sort of kind of stuck together. But when they discover um, their parents are actually evil, the tagline of the Runaways is like, what everyone, like every kid thinks their parents are evil, but what they truly are. So mm-hmm. after they discover that, um, they go through like their own, like they like, come together through this trash, through not tragedy, I guess. I don't know. But like through this event, they come together, try to figure out what's going on, try to get to the bottom of it, try to you know, do some good and like try to get to the bottom of like whatever their parents are getting up to. Um, and in some ways like they form their own team or family from there. Cause like, as I mentioned, like these teens, like these kids had already been like sort of hanging out with each other once, like once a year, like every year. So they were <clears throat> kind of like a forced family and then they had to force themselves even more to become a group, become a team mm-hmm. and sort of get along. Um, and, you know, after, I guess, like, after, like, the inciting event that they discover, um, yeah, they do become, like, runaways, like, their own, like, sort of ragtag superhero team, and it's very much, like, especially as you get into, like, later sort of volumes and issues, and as they get on the Avengers radar, um, they really are, like, a ragtag group of kids, like, mm-hmm. really scraping by, like, it's, like, it's actually a great thing you mentioned um, bringing up the Rainbow Roll series, because I think it really modernizes it um, and emphasizes that aspect even more, especially like in the millennial like age, like mm. Chase, I think like Chase, like the older, the older set of um, the runaways, like Chase, Nico, Carolina, like they're very much like millennial, like 
esque in some ways and like very much like centered around the world centered around like the modern age like as I mentioned like really doing their parts like try to you know be I guess be young adults mature while also you know like balancing like the life that they have and like mm-hmm. all that so yeah. yeah and not not I want to say the term is hyperbolic but not to be hyperbolic about anything about the series but um everybody compares like coming of age stories and stuff to the Goonies <laughs> it feels like because I think the Goonies is a very good coming of age of ragtag friends coming together um and unlike at the same time I feel like Young Avengers was coming out and I think people always get confused between the Young Avengers and the Runaways because it's two teams of young superheroes Mm-hmm. but with the young avengers it's always these guys basically they are the young avengers like they are the, the tight-knit team of avengers even if they don't start that way they have those same levels of powers the same strategies the same stuff like that they're just very young but with the runaways it's only like these kids are bumbling through all of their problems <laughs> like they don't yeah. know they have no idea they have no plan they can't they can't come together it's all either by luck or by their friendship that they actually figure things out yeah like exactly like if you the young avengers basically have like a silver spoon in their mouth if they want to be a spirit team and like the runaways like yeah they got forced sometimes they didn't even really want to be in the team Mm -hmm. but that's the only family they have that's like a huge theme in all the in like the runaways like comics and novels whether it be from like the 2000s or in like in the sequel run today like mm-hmm. the core is like this is their family no matter what they've been through so much yeah and, and so i know that uh nigo is the character you really wanted to focus and talk about what attracted you to her in, in particular like what was the 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 few things you saw you're like oh that's the one i actually relate to the most yeah i think like it was it was funny like initially for me when i was being at like 13 i didn't really find someone at first um but as i grew older um so i'm asian american mm-hmm. and growing up i didn't really have a lot of positive role models in the media for that like obviously my family was there and they just went they were the ones like i looked up to for the most part because most part like in the media there was like almost nothing else and so <clears throat> as i started to realize i guess like my own identity i realized oh yeah like Nico is here and I've been following her on like since the beginning I didn't even realize it and I also was very much like even like as like seven years old I was very much drawn to like sort of the goth style aesthetic no matter how much my parents tried to not have me do that mm-hmm. I guess um so I also like really liked her style I also like really liked her style for one um but also just for one like that representation like having yeah. that sort of mattered and semi spoilers like as the issues go on she comes she becomes like the de facto leader mm-hmm. and seeing that was really cool and seeing her like lead like very much like stumble through being the team and bear her struggles out for all to see it was very it was very open and you really like get to and like everyone on the team especially like not just like, their team their family they get to see like sort of her struggle and go through everything and that openness i guess like then just letting her like that openness and like just essentially like the character like just collapse in front of you and also pick herself back up again was i guess kind of inspiring just to see her like see her and like see the writers like really just bear her character open and show like yeah she is the leader 
but she's not a perfect person, right? She struggles just like the rest of us. And maybe she doesn't want to be a role model, but you know, that's who she is anyway. And she's just living through life. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that that uh, there's a point there that kind of becomes the secondary point of this podcast other than the comic books matter, but like representation extremely matters. And I get so frustrated when people are like, we don't we don't need more diverse characters like yes we do like that's yeah 100 percent the truth like we need them because we me as like a, a white male like we have all these characters we don't need more <laughs> of these <laughs> characters and you know what we have too many so change some of them please yeah. like i'm totally fine with people changing uh genders and ethnicities um sexuality because I have too many. Like I don't. I personally don't need this many, and neither does anybody else. Like, <laughs> um, and maybe that comes off as like, yeah, I have, I have plenty. Give it to someone else, but it's not that. It's just like I want to see that because for me, it also helps me experience other people's struggles in a way too. And I think that's a point that people kind of forget. Is like having different, a diverse cast gives you those dynamics if you can't have those friends because I like live in a dumb, uh, like a prominently white area. So I just, I didn't have friends like that because it's just, it wasn't the area I had, but we're reading the comics of people writing these characters and especially people who are those, are those uh, different backgrounds writing the characters. You really feel like you can connect with these people and understand where people come from when you meet them later in life. Yeah, exactly. And like, even though run, like Runaways is in the comic series, it hasn't really touched on race a lot. Uh, maybe I, I've only watched the first season of the show as I'm mm-hmm. really bad with TV uh, I don't know if the later, I don't know if like the TV show delves into that a bit more, um, but even like having race removed, just having that visibility and like having these characters like just live their lives without like having their race involved, like yeah. is refreshing. Like I think you see um, like during like this, during like these, like, mo- like during these times, like is, you know, like of like social like justice and like in the, in the wake of, essentially in the wake of George Floyd, um, People, a lot of people on people online are act are sort of like, um, what's the word? Like, they're, they're calling for like, yeah, I don't want to see another black story of you know a guy getting shot by the cops and like this racial injustice, which is and like you know calls for social justice, right? Like we've seen a lot of those, and yes, they yes, those kind of stories I like, do need to be told, but people are saying, give me a story about a black girl who like falls in love, who like goes through like a ponzi scheme like give me a story of like these like black kids who like it's like a black like a black version of like big fat liar right like these mm-hmm. these different like stories about race i sorry i guess stories about pocs don't always have to be centered around their race and like that is an element that they can bring to the story but that shouldn't be like and like sometimes that doesn't ha- that doesn't always have to be everything about their race and in and like in runaways um well well, i don't know but runaways might not be the best example of this because nico is the only poc but in that sense like it's just a story about these teens Mm -hmm. and they just happen to be like like one happens to be black one happens to be asian one happens to be like 13 one's um plus size oh one is oh i take i take back my point about earlier i guess race like race wise like race wise like could be different but like it's still like a very diverse story like runaways is now like especially like in this day and age like runaways has been a story that a lot of like 
LGBTQ people, I think, latch onto because of the characters there. Like Nico and Carolina are bi. And so people have like, I think started to latch onto that. Yeah, I take, yeah, I completely like did a brain fart. Run away story about diversity. <laughs> but I, I think even um, from the trailer of the Rainbow uh, Roll uh, run is, it focuses really more so too on like the, the queerness of um, like the modern generation too. Because I feel like the further we go, the more people are comfortable with talking about their sexuality. And I feel like that version is way more comfortable talking about that than I think from what I heard about their previous previous runs. Oh yeah, like I think 2005, 2005 Chase has been like sounds kind of gay jokes and all that stuff. Like he probably did say that like looking back and mm-hmm. not gonna lie, if you pull an ish, if you pull like the old omnibus, you're gonna see some like very dated jokes because it was 2000, it was written in 2005. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like in the modern update, you're absolutely right. It embraces that style that like the world we're in now and really puts it on the forefront like people are very like out people are out and proud like i guess like i don't know how much of like spoilers can we get into people this this shows about spoilers we've spoiled other things before so we can spoil stuff now okay perfect so so here's your warning spoilers (laughs) yeah so one of the i guess one of the biggest changes from the first run and the second run is that um nico in the first run nico is a bit more closeted um in terms of like, her sexuality um carolina makes a move on her and she's like wait what what what's going on i don't understand and after she explains it nico's like um like i'm not sure about it and like she's very hesitant mm-hmm. but in the new run like she and carolina are in a relationship and it's really great to see and you can see how much of a happier person i think nico is um <clears throat> now you know and she's a carolina like a person who like you know really like loves her and and like really like really loves her and like has been through uh, yeah been through so much with her um i also have not updated on the comics i don't know mm-hmm. if that relationship gets on the rocks but regardless like i said regardless the point of that is like you know nico's like sort of out and proud in some ways and it's also something it's also something they did in the first season of tv show which yeah. doesn't happen in the comics which is great um it's like great like what great change they made but Honestly, like if I honestly, if there's any, I think writer who could adapt the Runaways like in, like this gen, like in like you know this, I guess like these this like generation, like this modern day, um, Rainbow Rowell used to be Rainbow Roll used to be like she still is. Rainbow Roll is a YA author, YA fantasy author, and I've read a lot of her books and like going back to them and like like as soon as she was announced as like she's gonna be a great person for the job i had like absolute faith in her and like reading the first issue like seeing her own style like fit with the concept just was absolutely perfect and like the whole team is really came together and made something great yeah and the artist released that original run um i'm probably gonna butcher uh his last name um but chris uh anka anka yes I believe it's Chris Anka. Like he's he's an out and proud queer artist, and I think him being the artist on it. Not only is he just a fantastic artist in general, but uh, he oh, gave he was able to like beautiful. Yeah, he's able to like work with her on like making sure that tone is there though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the artists, like I think in the back of like the, I in the back of the trade paperbacks, like you see like 
I think you like hear how like she sort of talked with Chris and like their like their sketches and procedures like she even has like sort of styles for each of the characters too or like Mm -hmm. in conjunction with the artists like I will say like Nico's style like throughout the current run like I would buy that entire wardrobe like off the bat like it's it's great I love it so much um and they're are all like really and like yeah they're all really updated to fit like this era um and sort of daring to like you wouldn't you wouldn't really imagine Chase in a crop top in like 2005 Runaways but yeah. as it's being updated as it's sort of really being updated and like, it's really int- like, really not just updated but also introduced to this new generation um you know you get a chance to like you know tell these characters like, give, give these characters like a more like sort of again adjusted really spin to yeah make them more accessible and accepting of others and so i think in creating all of that they were able to create something they were able to like really create and like reinvent something that could really be accepted by a lot of people and and when it comes to nico everything i know about nico's nico's like the coolest character in the runaways in at least my personal opinion uh maybe it's because i also like fall into that goth aesthetic a bit sometimes but just the power the magic power that nico uh, shows off and on the comics and in the tv show i always think is the coolest looking magic powers yeah i think it's like yeah it's it's definitely like super cool i don't I mean from my team runaways i don't know how much it's like sort of been accessible yet but mm-hmm. in the comics they really go into like the pain and sacrifice she has to deal with mm-hmm. and it's also like it like one of the i think one of the points in the book one of the points in the comic is that like she has to essentially cut herself to like unleash a staff of one um and use its powers which she can really only use like in a limited quantity mm-hmm. um but as they were talking to the tv show they said like yeah Nico's not gonna cut herself when she uses her powers and i like realized and i realized like i how i guess like harmful that was like putting that out there it was like oh wow like you're i guess like yeah like you probably like that you're kind of right like i can see Mm -hmm. how that harmful that can be yeah for sure yeah especially with i think 13 reasons why i was like out already so like sensing that they changed parts of the story and it was definitely like yeah it was like made like so much more aware um but in the comics you see like the sacrifice like and she has to go through um and how she deals with like guess like her powers like there's this really great storyline um in rainbow rolls runaways where um she in where she essentially meets her staff her staff is like a person that has been cursed by like her one of her like ancestors from like thousands of years ago and they sort of talk about her powers like her legacy like how she's feeling and that's one of the i want like one of the rawer moments where you see her be like yeah i never wanted this life i want to be like a fashion designer I wanted to do all these I wanted to like you know I didn't want to live I didn't choose to be a superhero it was sort of I sort of had to be um and I don't know if I would have had a choice and like <coughs> excuse me sorry that's okay you know I mean as you like line things up you don't know if like she would ever really have a choice to begin with like to not be a superhero but in her, her mind that like, she didn't really want to be considering everything she's gone through um and so like i think that's one of the storylines where you see her really at her most like vulnerable 
and open and she makes uh and she ch- and she changes the staff to like where essentially so where she doesn't have to cut herself anymore but mm-hmm. instead like she becomes more possessed by the staff like every time she uses a spell and that's like i don't know it's a, it's a very interesting sacrifice to make um i don't know how much it's pl- been played into yet but yeah like it sort of deals with it deals yeah but it definitely sort of deals with that struggle like you see like i think like mentally yeah i think carrying those burdens like and and talking about like how the original series came out like 2005 i i think there's um there is a weird thing that we can kind of look into when it comes to like you having to cut herself to use her powers where like nowadays i think it's more openly known that that's a way people like deal with their depression and their um more suicidal thoughts right but at, i feel like at the time 2005 no one really was talking about that and i'm wondering then this is just looking into like author's intent and like we don't know for sure we would have to ask them ourselves like maybe brian Kavon knew that that that's some the way people deal with their trauma and their depression and work that into nico's character because that was like trying to portray and we talked about like teenagers at that time and to show that like she was using that depression that pain to use to be like a power but maybe the showing like the actual self-harm part of it doesn't work <laughs> yeah and like you see like i think i mean I, th- I think she states at some point like she she always like hated doing that like mm-hmm. cutting herself right because it was you know it yeah it is self-harm but you're absolutely right like that from i think just from like 2000 to like 2007 16 15 16 17 people got away with a lot mm-hmm. in, and like not and like comic books like media like just everything people got away with so much and as we're I think I think it was definitely I sort of realized it in like a post Weinstein world like you realize like a lot of this stuff is just not okay anymore um or it's just you know it's a lot more like it's very clear like what this means and so yeah either and so like they can so like it's either you know tying your story trying to be intentional or like completely like taking out or like reinventing it and like doing something else and I think in Runaways they sort of did both like in tv show they just cut that entirely yeah um, she just has like essentially like, i think she's essentially like, pricks her thumb like a like one of those like sh- like i think like she pricks her thumb like in one of like those shot kind of like sort of similar to like, like those shot things you get the doctor when they're trying mm-hmm. to take that makes sense, yeah. um and the comics like they get to sort of explore that more um it's very much like a character the new runaways is very much like a character study and explores mm-hmm. all that stuff in a way that you don't in a way that the 2005 series didn't do in a way that's not English like in a way that the 2005 series like didn't do in a way because mm-hmm. they were you know they were telling like a grander storyline of like their superior like escapades but yeah and that, and like probably couldn't even uh try to do in a lot of ways too because I feel like the further we go especially in this generation of uh just our generation and the generation underneath us is being more vocal about what's right and what's wrong and what things we let like we talked about let slide before mm-hmm. where there's so many things that have been wrong for such a long time but no one felt like they could say anything about it but now exactly. we now we can so the idea of more personal stories become more powerful because people are like oh yeah 
I want to talk about this now. Well, but before, if you got personal any kind of story, people got uncomfortable because they don't, they didn't, they didn't know you could talk about that kind of stuff, or they didn't want to talk about that kind of stuff, right? Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like people were, yeah, I think people like were. It's like that. It's this concept of people always saw art as an escape, mm-hmm. and as you bring more of like politics, like reality, like all this stuff into art, people suddenly are confronted with mm-hmm. that reality that they're facing and they can choose to either really embrace it, learn from it, accept it, or just like completely turn it away. Like I've heard so many people be like, art should not be involved in politics. This, like this thing was too political. I'm like, well, that's the point. I was um, doing an interview with Chris for school and they were saying to me, like in like, I did like a feature on them essentially. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me how, they thought like all art is political yeah. and not and like poor and this is paraphrase but essentially not saying anything about politics was saying some was still saying something about it yeah mm-hmm. and, and I, yeah and I, I agree with that because <clears throat> um oh, bless you um i agree that mm-hmm. everything in some way has some kind of political i mean marvel comics started out with Captain america punching hitler right like Every everything has some kind of politics because everybody has some kind of politics. No matter who you're talking to, they have some kind some kind of politics or some kind of idea of what's right and what's wrong or what's good in society and what's bad in society. So no matter what art you're making, it has some kind of message. Even like people like people like what about abstract paintings? Like that that has some meaning. <laughs> like that's the, that's the point of it. Like the reason it it's, exists is because of the world it came out. Um, and so even if it's not in the text itself, it's in the history of the text or the person who created the text. And then you can find it as you travel down that thread. Yeah, it is. And also the journey in that is just as exciting as like engaging with the art Mm -hmm. or like the media itself. Yeah. Um, and so to kind of drill back to you and your personal relationship with uh, Nico is like, is there anything about the character or about the runways as a whole that you feel like has transferred to you as a person? Can you, sorry, can you repeat the last half of the question? Like, can you cut out there a bit? Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, like, about the Runaways and about Nico, like, is there anything about either one of those, the character or the series, that transferred, you feel like, to you as a person now into, like, something you do or hold on to? I think, um, I think, like, I like, for the series as a whole, like, I definitely flit between a lot of interests. Um, I'll get like super into it and then leave off it and like get super into it and leave off it again like for a lot of things but like Runaways is like one of those constants that like always there like I can I I'll go back to it like once in a while like explore the story explore the characters and like there's always something like new and there's always something like new to discover just like reliving those like same feelings um, it's great to see and I think seeing I don't know, because, like, looking back um, throughout, like, I guess, like, my childhood, like, growing up is, like, weird because, like, as I look, as I, I think I mentioned, like, there weren't a lot of Asian-American people in the yeah. media that I really sort of discovered. I think Nico's one of, like, the first ones. And so thinking about it now and, like, looking back, I think she, like, in being, like, the leader of this group, I think I somehow became more emboldened to be leader in some ways. Like mm-hmm. I was a, pre- I, I did um, 
in my um in my in the university um i worked a lot in my school's um senior group for non-majors i was a production manager for a lot of things and i loved that i loved i loved i guess managing like being a leader and having that confidence and like it at first like and it still is is super scary and i'm still trying to figure my way out through things but no as she sort of does like i just have to go through it um mm -hmm. you know maybe like it turns out like not great in the end um or it's like it's really just like me trying but really it's just like i try to make the best of it and you know no matter what like these people like are gonna be with me like in a sense like i think the things i have i guess like the opportunities i've taken um for leadership at um at my university um i've eventually like, really formed strong communities through them like that's how i met chris um we, were, like, we that's how i met chris you're we both um you're both like essentially teachers at one point um mm -hmm. of a class and like we I think we barely miss each other, but like still engage the same material. And I've, and like at my school, I also like took part um, in my school's orientation program and like helped them, like help, I helped the school and like the university, like essentially welcome like 1500 new kids to the university. And during those positions, like it was definitely like scary, but it's really, but like sort of similar to like what, you know, really Nico does, like it's just pushing through um and trusting that you know everything's gonna work out whether it's like through your friends or like complete sheer luck or just something else entirely and if it all just blows up in your face then like okay we'll deal with it it's gonna be fine and you know yes they will freak out because i think our generation does that a lot um but in the end like there's always gonna be people there to support you. Like in the runaways, no like in the runaways, like no one's ever truly alone. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think learned that throughout the communities and right. Oh, I think that's changed. There you are. Or, you cut out for like a solid like thirty seconds. Oh okay. Yeah, I was okay. I, I was worried I completely lost you, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't. That's good. Yeah, I think like I'm actually very surprised that the internet um has been as smooth as it's been. Okay. Yeah. I will yeah. Yeah, like I was like I mess I I messaged you earlier. It's like ah, I'm having some issues, so like let's hope this doesn't get in the way later. Yeah, I mean um, it's it's okay. I mean it, whatever it happens, it happens. It's not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. the the kind of reiterate. I think what you were getting at with your last point in general, it's always fascinating when you finally connect with the one character and you that character becomes someone that you relate to the most because they're in the back of your head after that whenever something comes up you're like okay what would this character do or not even that you're like uh just thinking about it in general is like what what's their life when it comes to these situations like what kind of <laughs> like nico doesn't have to worry about saying hey to all the new people at their school because they're 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 about to fight some super villain or something like you don't like they don't have these problems you're like why does it have to be a big deal for me then mm -hmm. like and, and it's so fascinating how we how we do that how we compare ourselves to our favorite characters because it's a good coping mechanism because these are people that you somehow relate to. Yeah, definitely. It's like sort of that sentiment of like when you see like, it's they really are like role models to us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like you latch on to 
these characters, these people, and you think like exactly like, what would this person do? And like, I can definitely attest to like, I've seen scenarios in my life where like, I think my life is mimic terrors, both in like good and bad ways. Like, I, re I think I realized like recently that like, so like in the comics, I think Nico has had like a penchant, like she used to come, she used to grow up about this a lot, like in the 2005 run, like she's like, why am I always, and she's like, wow, I'm almost like kissing the wrong guy or like drawn towards like this person I definitely should not mm -hmm. be like in a relationship with or like, hanging out with or like someone's ex. And like, I have, I've done that. Um, not like, I guess to like a serious extent, but like just sort of, you know, falling for the wrong guy or like falling for the guy that like, I definitely should not, like the, li like literally the one person I should not, I like, guess like, you know, be falling for having a crush on, but I'm doing it anyway and I can't stop it. Yeah. Um, and sort of like realizing that, like I just, I guess sort of think back like, okay, like, you know, like, yes, like my life is like hers right now, but like, what, <laughs> I guess like what do I do without what do I do about it like mm -hmm. in, in a sense like looking back at what's happened to her like for her like I think those relationships like just sort of like fell out or she just you know kicked herself right for doing the things that got her in the situation in the first place um yeah. and then dealt with it so yeah that's what I've been doing <laughs> Um, moving on from the main topic of Nigo and the Runaways to some quick uh, question answers that I'm just curious about. I want to pick your brain. Um, I know with AP Marvel, do you guys focus mostly? Did you guys focus focus mostly on movies, or did you focus on everything? Um, mostly movies and TV, a little bit of everything. Like we just a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, it's a great plug. Um, we finally put out um. We just put out a new episode about the Avengers video game. Which I which... literally just beat last night. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've heard that's a, that's a hot mess. but <laughs> It's a hot mess, but it's one of those hot messes where like it's walking by and you're like, yeah, I mean, I would like that thing to ruin my life for like an hour and a half, maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> things like, yeah, it's buggy, but it's a fun type of buggy. Yeah, like you're willing to just endorse it just like for all of that but yeah like we but yeah we've done yeah sort of i guess like sort of what, yeah i guess if back to like the question like we've done um yeah, we've done episodes on like um games or like gaming in general um we've done episodes like some episodes we've done are just not about some of the episodes we've done are like sort of superhero media related like we mm -hmm. did an episode before um our episode on the new Avengers game we did an episode um me and thomas did an episode on the boys um, okay yeah one which is a fantastic TV show. Um, so yeah, like more of like TV, um, movies, um, video games, like I guess digital media. Um, we will go into like some comic background, like in reference to storylines. Like I think I've, I think I've talked about run my, my experience with Runaways before, or, like reading through some of the comics, but yeah, mostly like digital space. So since you know so much about the media side of it all, my question for you is like, is there one particular character that hasn't made it to TV or movies yet that you're just itching to show up? America Chavez, where is she? Where is she? All the Young Avengers are coming. Like there's- I um, feel like a Young Avengers TV show would go over so well. <laughs> oh yeah, like I think like, like I'm too young to remember this, but when people in like 2000, like, late 2000s like we're like okay so Avengers is coming right like right mm -hmm. and they're like, expecting it and then finally came out in 2012 
people are doing that now with Young Avengers because everything lines up like Stasher, um, Kate Bishop, um, Wiccan and Speed. Um, you could even say like Patriot um, yeah. mm -hmm. in the Villain with Falcon Winter Soldier, America Chavez for also in that same, in that same vein, like Kid Loki. Um, I'm, and that's, and that's all like sort of in the 2013 run. So like it's a very, yeah. except, except last year, but like it's a very viable thing. Um, and I read the Young Avengers like 2013 run. I think Chris Anka also was the mm -hmm. artist for that, unless I'm mistaking it with um, Wicked and Divine. But wait, that's, yeah. Yeah, wait, yeah. Right. The Wicked and Divine. Wicked and Divine is Karen Gillan and I want to say Jamie McKenvy. I, I follow them on Twitter, so I know. <laughs> I see their name every day. Um, yeah. Which is also a great series. I need to finish that. Yeah, like, um, that, like if you like, if you like Runaways, you want to read something else. Read Wicked and Divine. Yes, that's literally um, like a, a second Runaways. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah, the thing about Young Avengers too, which would be so fascinating, is um, like I feel I, like my, my, I have I've uh, my mind is like I have good money on that Loki TV show somehow turning Loki into Young Loki. Because I don't know how much longer Tom Hiddleston would want to play that character. Yeah, I like, it's, I mean, also, not just, like, Tom Hiddleston, but, like, for me, like, who was grown up with this thing, like, mm -hmm. dude, it's time. Like, <laughs> Loki's a cool character. Yeah, I think, like, I, I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of him in the, in the comic books, but he definitely adds, like, I think it ties in well, I mm. think, to the show concept. And I think they have to, yeah, they definitely have to do it. I think it's very viable for them to do it in some way, but they're definitely not like sort of going into it disclosing because like obviously like spoilers. Yeah. Um, and obviously like spoilers and like just sort of things getting out everywhere. Like in related news, like Jonathan Majors like just being cast to Ant-Man 3 and they said like, oh, rumors are he's playing Kane the Conqueror, which like I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited, but, I'm also, but also a little disappointed that they're like going to put him in a character that's going to be fully made up all the time. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just, but I'm more sad that we found out already that mm -hmm. it's no, okay. And I was like, you're, you're the, the scoops. You're too good at your job, <laughs> right? And, and it, it bums me out too, because there's like the sucky, th sucky thing is there's some MCU things that just didn't work, and one of those is the Inhumans, and like the Inhumans are such a good concept to not put on TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My other question is, for new readers in general, what's what's the best starting point to get into Marvel? Because I think I think Runaways is a good starting point in a lot of ways, but it maybe isn't if you want like pure superheroes off the bat. Yeah, I think I've, what I've seen a lot of people recommend is, um, God, what did I said. Um, I've I've seen a lot of people recommend like Hawkeye, um, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, which mm -hmm. is a great start. Um, sort of related into what we've been talking about. I think young, I actually think like that Young Avengers run is a good way to get into comics. It's more like younger, it's, mm. I think it is like, um, or, yeah, words. It definitely is like more oriented on like the younger side, but it's still like, you still get like that mix of like action and like superheroics and you don't feel like, which is what, and and like, and this is an issue I've experienced. You don't feel like you're missing out on everything when mm -hmm. like you see these characters like link up. Yeah. Um, and all that. Um, this is on the DC side. Um, these are all these also might be some dated things, but um, I think 
like a lot of like the flash books would be yeah. interesting like that's dc side but for marvel um if, like if you're looking for more marvel stuff um i think like most i think like most of like the new x-men lines would be interesting mm-hmm. like to get into um avengers like those classics like i think when i i think i asked this question and like, those were the first two books recommended to me um I'm trying to think is anything else. Miss um, Marvel is a well, great I always think like the nice thing about Marvel Comics too is they always give you a recap page. And, I, I, and I'll say this to the day I die. DC should put a recap page in their box. Yeah. <laughs> or like those little boxes of like, those little boxes where it's like, yeah, this happened in like this issue number, this, this series issue number, whatever. Yeah. That's so helpful. Um, and then the last question before we wrap up is, and I ask this to a lot of people, but it's always so fascinating to hear what people's decisions are because sometimes it's not the thing that they bring to the show. But is there one comic book or comic book character you would like to write yourself? I think... Huh. I'm just trying to think. I think, like, any of the... I think it'd be interesting to write... Like, for me, like, any of, like, sort of the Asian-American heroes <laughs> that we've had. Um, uh, like... I think Nika Minora would be like a really interesting choice. Um, just like talking more about my own, like just like sort of reading my own experiences. Um, I think Silk, um, mm-hmm. from what I've seen of her, I guess like from what I've seen, like it's very like, I don't know, like I, from what I've seen, like it's a very like interesting start, but I think it developed like nicely, but I think it, but I think it did develop nicely. But I think taking that more of like, and if you take it more into like a sort of like a, I'm trying to think of the word, like, I, I was saying, I'm going to say trendier spin, like yeah, putting her that. in like, in, like putting in her like sort of like in different environments would be interesting. Um, I've talked about my friend, I talked about some of my friends, I think a female Moon Knight would be a really interesting concept. Oh yeah, because, for sure. Yeah, because like. Moon Knight said, I also like love Moon Knight. I think it's one of my next, like one of my other favorite heroes. Like it's a hero that talks a lot about like mental health um, in some senses like in schizophrenia. And I think exploring that in, you know, in the, in the, in women would really help like break down the stigma of like Mm -hmm. the mental health stigma because, you know, that's a, yeah, it's a very real, it's a very real thing, a very real issue. Um, And definitely putting that, I think sort of taking a gender gender bent on it would really like do a lot like in terms of like yeah breaking the stigma like uncovering a lot of like the insecurities um and like the ad insecurities like mm-hmm. from the female point like and it would be really interesting to sort of like delve into and uncover yeah i think that is a super fascinating thing and i think too with silk like just we need to stop having so many spider-man characters in the same area yeah i actually sort of on that point if you're looking for a character to get into like to start reading marvel like any Spider-Man book is good. Like yeah, Spider-Man like, really good. Yeah, like sort of like young. Yeah, I think most young leading things people recommend. Just the like, younger heroes like leaning. Like, that'll pe- that's what people recommend to sort of get into because it's from like that relatable standpoint. Yeah. And definitely, if you like want to check out Moon Knight, check out Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight because that's like him actually taking the mental health stuff seriously and actually trying to fix it. Yeah, like that's the is that the most recent run of Moon Knight? I think or the most like, recent run is the Max uh, Bemis run where he fights the fire god. It's the run before that though, where he's like trapped within his mind and he's meeting all of his different personalities. I th- is that 
Yeah, I think I have. I'm just that's trying. The, yeah, that, have, that's the one that's drawn by Greg Smallwood. Is it? I'm just trying to. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's the one in between the first reboot. Yeah, and then, yeah. It's basically yeah. That one. The, yeah, the one that with the first cool. cover is him, like with the the straight jacket on and the straight jacket mask. But yes. Really, yeah, that one's really good. Yes, definitely. Um, Izzy, thank you for being on. Uh, tell people where to find you on social media and like anything else you want to promote. If you want to remind people about AP uh, Marvel and stuff. Yeah, you can follow me at um, Delirilyn on Twitter. That is D-E-L-I-R-I-L-Y-N. Um, I'm sure it'll also be in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've mentioned, we have a new episode of AP Marvel out. Um, um, Chris and Anthony talk with um, our guest writer, David, about the new Avengers video game and how much of a hot mess it is and just wasted potential from like start to finish. I think Anthony saw an ad for Avengers and it wasn't even an ad, it was like their patch notes. And I was like, Yeah, That's... it's a big old patch. Yeah, it's like everything like, the game is fixed, guys. Like, come play it. Like <laughs> that was just funny to me. Yeah, and I, again, thank you for being on. This was a really fun talk about uh something I'm still I something I want to get into, but I have very little knowledge of. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you like the podcast, please rate and review wherever you uh, listen to it and spread the word about it. And if you like to, um, you can find this show on Twitter at Comics Matter Pod, uh, Facebook.com slash Comics Matter Podcast. You can email me um, in the show at comicbooksmatter at gmail.com. You can leave questions, stories about the comics and how they impacted you that you want right on air. Or contact me about being guest on the show at every single one of those social media platforms. I have messages on all of them. Um, the logo for the show is done by my friend Steven. And the theme is Join the Restaurant by David Zetsi. And I found it on freemusicarchive.com. And remember, everybody, be good to each other. And-